This episode is sponsored by National Treasures Artists in Residence. National Treasures funds artist participation in artists in residence programs during their twilight years. They also forge mentorships so that expertise honed over years will be passed along one-on-one to a younger generation of artists and memorialized in a digital library. Visit nationaltreasuresair.org. On this episode, we have John Vuong. John was born and raised in Canada to an immigrant family from Vietnam. The youngest of four children, he developed a strong interest in business in his youth, observing his parents from a young age. He launched a business focused on SEO optimization for local businesses that support the community. This has grown into developing and supporting his clients' digital presence, including blogging and social media posts. John, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much, Asim. I'm excited to be on your show. Thanks. No, it's great to have you. Um, we'd love to start from the very beginning. And um, I'm curious, um, your family origin, is it Vietnamese by chance? Yes, that's right. Okay. And so um, were you born in Canada or, or were you born in Vietnam and then migrated when young? Share with us about that. Yeah, so I was actually born uh, a couple weeks after my mom uh came here to Canada. So mm-hmm. uh, I was born here in Canada. My parents um, actually lived and grew up and, you know, had a successful business in Vietnam before the war kind of made them leave, pick up everything they had and um, for a better life for the next generation, which was us, their children, right? Sure. So they sacrificed their everything, uh, sold everything they had to liquidate and have a safe um, you know, basically a life for in a new country that they deem more safe because, um, you know, during war or times of crisis, you'll do anything for your family. Absolutely. So coming to Canada, they didn't know the language. They didn't speak English. They didn't have any family or fa- friends or relatives. And we were um, housed in government housing, right? So it was all about just starting brand new, fresh and you know, I was one of four children. And for us, it was more about taking care of one another, striving and succeeding together, right? And that's all we knew, which was family first, and um, just being together. What was, uh, what's your birth rank? Um, What was that? Sorry? Your birth rank? Are you the oldest? Are you the youngest? Or the middle? Yes, I'm the youngest of okay. four children. Um, so my other siblings were born in Vietnam, but yeah. of course they don't remember or recall uh, yeah. the state, the situation, what was really going on because they were young, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like eventually what we did was all four children um, got a good, decent college education here in uh, Canada. Um, and we're all professionals now, right? So yeah. we're now contributing to the bigger uh, society and goodwill of the country. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things I've found, and this is a part of my personal experience as well, is that uh, immigrant families, um, you know, as, as we w- are growing up and we watch our parents work incredibly hard, um, we develop this really strong work ethic. Uh, do you think that's been the case for you as well? Yeah, I think the upbringing, right? Um, because I, I feel like they kind of lived it 
they saw what you don't want to be doing, right? And they're looking for the best future for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like the next generation. So yes, they were hardworking business people at that time. And they wanted to do everything they could to support and raise a family, right? But because of time of crisis, they had to do what they had to do, right? Um, So I think early days, I kind of felt, you know, as a teenager, I didn't understand what was really going on. Like as a teenager, you really don't know what the situation your parents had to endure, right? Mm -hmm. Until I got older, I kind of realized and, you know, understood what life was really like and how difficult it would have been to Mm -hmm. pick yourself up and leave, right? Um, Everything, family, friends, your whole life that, you know, up until you're 40 or something to leave, right? It's, yeah. it's crazy. But, yeah. you know, parents and family and people will do whatever it takes to leave war-torn countries. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Um, what were the some of the things that interested you when you were a teenager? Um, so I took on a lot of jobs. I played a lot of sports. And I loved um, just being social, I felt. Mm. I was kind of the... Uh, one child that was kind of rebellious. I was the youngest of four and all my other siblings were very studious. They all became engineers and myself, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I did business finance. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I was really the type that actually took on a lot of jobs. I was always curious. I was always wanting to fit in and I didn't know what fit in meant, but I saw a lot of people, have a lot of nice clothes, cars, you know, going on trips and all this stuff. And I just wanted to do what they want had, right? Mm. Um, but I was never like them, right? Because I understood our state, right? Where we came from and how we kind of live were different. Um, so, you know, that's what I always wanted to strive to be as well as independent, you know, adults or grown adults. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Was basketball one of your sports? Yeah, so growing up, I played a lot of sports. Uh, tennis, basketball, volleyball, badminton, rowing, you name it. I was more outdoors and just getting along with like, you know, group settings and yeah, people. Right. Um, and that's what I felt was a good upbringing for me because living in government housing, we saw a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have seen saw a lot of people doing a lot of stuff that are very quick in terms of trying to get ahead. Right. And, um, you know, I get where they're coming from because the parents are probably working two, three jobs just to provide for their children. Right. And so the children get, um, don't really surround themselves with the right type of people or, um, the good upbringing that most people want their kids to come up as right. So, um, I, I think my parents wanted to push me to sports and just surround myself with good people. Right. And, um, I'm glad that that's the direction they really pushed me towards. Yeah, no, that's great. And, um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I think it's hard for a parent, uh, uh, when you know that those elements are there in that community uh, and to try hard to keep your kids, um, doing positive things, safe things, um, engaging in safe activities while you're all, you're managing work and, and those things, it's, it's not easy. So um, yeah, kudos to your parents on, uh, on managing through that. Um, 
it looks like you've studied at uh, Western, but also Lancaster. Tell us about yeah, those so what, decisions. Yeah, definitely. So I, I grew up in Hamilton, which is an hour away from Toronto, right? In a small um, suburb. And, you know, my, my upbringing was, you know, community within Hamilton. We, we basically just surrounded ourselves with good people, took care of um, family. And when I had the opportunity to leave the city, I uh, spent an hour and a half away. So it was like my first venture outside of university. Um, so I studied there for a couple years. Um, great experience living on your own, whatnot. But then I had an opportunity to do an exchange program. And that actually gave me, you know, me not being able to travel throughout, you know, growing up. I never flew. Um, my extent of travel was one hour away in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And now that I had the opportunity to travel, like fly somewhere and uh, live on my own, take care of myself. And yes, growing up, I had a lot of jobs. So I, I didn't have a problem supporting myself because I understood you work hard, you save money, and then you can spend it the way you want to spend it, right? But um, going to university abroad, and this was UK, so it was like an hour away from Liverpool, Manchester. Right. Yeah. Um, so I spent a year there on exchange program. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a university called Lancaster University. And that really allowed me to open myself up in terms of like what life was really potentially possible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing so many different but diverse people surrounding yourself with multicultural cultures, uh, embracing yourself with like just a new surrounding people, places, food, everything was new environment, weather, you name it. And this was shortly after the 9-11 attacks of uh, trade, World Trade Center. So me experiencing travel for the first time, right? Imagine going to the airport with everyone with machine guns, you know, the, the red code security, everyone was yeah. like due diligence. Yeah. I thought that was the norm. Wow. Not yeah. knowing, you know, what to expect in terms of traveling on my own, right? Amazing. So I just felt like, oh, I guess, this is normally when you travel, they go through a lot of checks and balances <laughs> to ensure it's super safe, right? Um, so first time traveling, and since then I've traveled a lot of different cult cultures and places, but it allowed me to open myself up to great people, being more um, curious than ever, talking and building relationships and just learning, right? As much as possible, because that's what life is about. The more you're out there and being curious and asking questions and willing to learn. Um, that's how you evolve as a human, right? Um, and that's where I think that brought me to more the pivotal point of why I wanted to continue and pursue like an entrepreneurial path yeah. versus um, being restricted to a job, right? Yeah. Where people yeah. are dictating what you have to do. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Um, did you watch any uh, soccer or football while you were there? Yeah, so again, during uh, the year I was there, it was World Cup, and yeah. they always make it to like quarterfinals or something. So <laughs> whenever there's soccer, uh, so he, over there it's called football. Um, yeah. So it's soccer here in North America. But the whole country just closes, yeah. right? Like not even, only pubs are open because everyone surrounds themselves with a local pub. And it was weird, like just the whole country stops 
there was nothing open. Police and fire trucks were still at the pub too, right? Like it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, but when they win, it's the biggest celebration. But when yeah. they lose, it's like somber moments, it's, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> well, I was born in Germany. And oh, nice. uh, it's, it's also a uh, football hungry country. And um, yeah, in fact, in two, 2002, we made it to the final. Uh, we lost to Brazil, which was the team that beat England in the quarters. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly when I actually was in England too, 2002. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was a great experience. Don't get me wrong. It was fun, but it would have been good to see them actually win or move further ahead. But well, I, 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 it, there's always some needling we do with our English uh, friends. And I like to, because of the rivalry that, that exists oh, Germany. in Germany and, and England. So I always like to tease them that uh, the U.S. will win a World Cup before England wins another one. <laughs> it probably will happen too. Like, because, but they're so into soccer because premiership and all, all the media is all about soccer there, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. That's their no, and in fact, uh, the Premier League is probably the most competitive league on the planet. Even you know, my home country league of the Bundesliga I think we all watch Premier League because it could be anyone's uh, league any given year. Um, exactly. Whereas uh, in Spain and in um, uh, Germany and in Italy, to a large extent, it, it's kind of they're, they're the top teams tend to continuously win it. Exactly. Um, well, that's really great. Um, so you developed a passion or an interest in, in sales uh, while you were at university because it's like the big theme of your career, it feels. Yeah. So just being curious, right? So mm. I think I actually had a travel bug after doing the one year abroad. I spent two months after my university in England, I traveled around Spain and Portugal backpacking oh, and nice. it, it was awesome. But I also had to work um, to provide myself food and shelter. Right. Yeah, um, but it allowed me to meet tons of people, be curious and ask tons of questions. And um, when I came back, finished my year, last year of university um i was actually wanting to travel some more so i actually got recruit um applied to be a teacher in japan wow, and th nice. that's something i would have gone i got accepted i wanted to do it then i sat down with my older brother and he basically said look you got to be more responsible now that you're finished school you should start paying down your debt load because i i got a loan school loan and um you know slowly pay it down so that eventually you can live your life afterwards. True, right. Yeah. So my first job was working at, at in sales, advertising sales right. uh, in a Toronto company. And I never looked back. Wow. Um, so was it being, Red Toronto? Yes. Red Toronto. And it was the first, it was a great concept. So this is prior to Google really being Google. It is today. Yeah. It was the first printed directory of all websites going to every single home business and storefront. So it was a great concept and idea because at that time, internet was fairly still slow. It was dial up and, um, you know, there was no smartphones. It was flip phones and pagers still, That's right? right. Yeah. Emails took so long to boot up, right? Like you would open a Pentium one or two and it would take so long to blow it up. Um, internet was slow. So people wanted fast and convenient places to look for a website right and at that time i thought it was a great concept so i went out sold it i believed in it and that's where i really learned and mastered and really learned about 
skill set on sales. Um, you know, at today, it's so much easier to just watch YouTube, listen to podcasts. But at that time, I was listening to radio books, uh, radio CD cassettes, yeah, as well yeah. as reading books, right? And going to conferences. Right. right. Oh, that's great. Sounds like it was great training. And I love the way you said you never looked back because you caught the bug and um, you kept building. And so you were with a few different organizations. Um, looked like uh, you were at Yellow Pages and then left and then came back to them. Yeah. So I was at Yellow Pages and it was great, like, because I've always wanted to work in a larger company to see how it was. Right. And they were the premier advertising, I would say, medium mm. um, of choice because they had the most amount of businesses advertising with them. You know, you look at television, radio, newspaper, and those are traditional media, um, but they didn't have like a footprint, like a national landscape scope, like a brand like Yellow Pages did. So working there allowed me to see what the abilities and how they developed and grew their organization for over a hundred years, right? How they harvest good employees, what the training was like, what's the process like, what was the departments like? Like I was really scoping out how they ran their operation because yeah. eventually that's what I saw, right? Like I saw, you know, proof that things were kind of moving away from traditional media into more digital landscape. And that's where I pivoted. But along the way, I also pivoted on um, how the business in general operated. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Really nice. And, um, it sounds like you got uh, promoted throughout and you know, continue to build a bigger and bigger book of sales. Um, at what point, John, did you feel like, you know, I'm really going to start something on my own? Where did that entrepreneurial sense come, come to you? So um, while in sales, I was always approached by everyone and everything uh, about like trying to help them do sales, right? Like, from real estate to mortgages to network marketing to every side hustle out there, I probably did a lot of things on the side mm -hmm. and I wasn't really like committed, committed, right? But when you're a business owner, you have to be fully committed to be successful. Um, but during those side hustles, I kind of learned like you need to really hone down on your focus and be a spec specialist or an expert at your domain, right? Yeah. Um, so learning about sales and harvesting those traits allow me to uncover what I was good at. So I, I really enjoyed sales and marketing. I enjoyed dealing with a lot of local business owners. While at Yellow Pages, I dealt with thousands of small, medium-sized business owners. And I got to really get to know them, not just on a business land, uh, level, but also on a personal level and what they stood behind, what were their values like, what, what really made them successful. And that's where I saw myself fit because when I was talking to them near the end of my career at Yellow Pages, everyone was voicing the same concerns, right? They were spending more than ever. Uh, they were not getting the same returns they used to get like 10, 20 years ago when, you know, they were the only game in town. Right. And we knew that people were moving away from traditional to more digital. And where were they going? Social media was not at the forefront like it is today. It was really just Google or search engines or maybe Bing, Yahoo and AltaVista and AskGs and all these other sites. Right. Um, but it was all about like understanding where users, your potential buyers are now 
finding your business, right? And, and that's where I kind of uncovered, like Google is where I use and I'm, you know, now at a stage where my life stage is either getting married or there's a, a point in life where you need to now figure stuff out yourself and do things, right? Buy a home, get married, buy a car and all this stuff. Um, so it was all about like, how do I look at my search? Where do I go? Right. As a friend, family member, sure. But they don't know. Then where do you resort to? You don't go to yellow pages anymore. You go to Google. Right. So that's where I kind of pivoted away from um, knowing that this is where I should continue because I either continue and get, get the rejection that I continually got from clients and get frustrated or say, look, I'm trying to do this on my own. I'm going to help you solve a problem. There's a need there. There's obviously people interested in pivoting. So now I just have to figure out how to do this thing. <laughs> so I didn't come from like a technical background at all. I came from more relationships with business owners in a sales background. John, that's really fantastic. I love so many things about what you've just shared. Um, the, you, the first, the, the orientation around knowing your customers, understanding them, and then solving a problem. Um, that's so critical for, for any business. Like you have to add value. You have, that's your reason for existing and it has to be very clear value that you're adding. Um, and so, uh, just focusing on that makes a great deal of sense. And I love, you know, this is classic, uh, entrepreneurship, um, pivoting, um, you, you know, and I love this story you shared about how you were trying to sell the, the advertising space, but you were getting rejections. And so, but you wanted to, to, to see a way of how you could help these customers that you had built a relationship with. And so you went out and, and learned it. So, and then you pointed out, you're not a technical guy. So how did you learn about SEO search or, or maybe you didn't uh, start there. You just started to give yourself an education. Um, yeah. So early days, I, honestly, I was out there selling. I, I focused on my strength, which was getting new clients and once I started getting my first, you know, couple thousand dollars here and there with clients and they trusted me to deliver, I had to figure out how to deliver that. So I read a lot. I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. I hired wrong people. I continually do that. And it's okay, right? Like as long as you're transparent with people and let them in on your journey, right? And let them in on why you're doing what you're doing. And hopefully they are in it with you. But now, now that I've been in it for a while, I have more of a better reputation because I, I kind of figured a little bit more out on what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's all about taking care of your clients, right? Understanding what you bring to the table and hopefully solving a problem, right? Where they will pay for a product or service where they don't want to do themselves. And you're basically solving that right um, and expediting time you're shrinking their time right. and that's what I've been trying to solve for all my clients and um, it's been a fun journey so far no that's really fantastic so um, who is an ideal client for you I, I now look at everyone in the yellow pages uh, fear of small medium-sized business they are my persona or avatar someone that is a true business owner that knows how to run a good business 
been in business for a while, some decent revenue and stable income. They have their client base, but they need to digitalize. They need to get some more business and transform so that people who are looking, which are hundreds, if not thousands of people a month looking for the product or service, I want to position them as experts, right? Or thought leaders or authoritative figures, right? Um, so the ones that actually are credible, that have established businesses, but want to take the next step to really elevate their, their presence online, um, those are the clients that I, I typically want to work with. Gotcha. Great. And uh, do you release stats on number of clients you have or do you release any sales figures? Yeah. So typically we, it's all confidential because um, we typically deal with small, medium sized businesses, very similar to yellow pages. Um, but ultimately the, the clients don't even want to share me their revenue or the calls yeah. and lead yeah. count because it's all confidential. So for me, it's the same thing at, at yellow pages. No one really knows the revenue unless you're a publicly traded company. These are all private family run mom and pop businesses. Unless you're willing to sell your business, you need to, um, you know, non-disclosure cause and really show your books. Right. Um, but usually I typically want to work with people that are in it for the right reasons, have really good core values and they're in it to make a larger impact in the community and not, self-serving typically they want to actually help uh, provide a better service or product to to the greater good right of the community oh that's interesting uh, maybe just to kind of crystallize that could you give us an example of a, a business you worked with that that was yeah like community driven I, I i still think the mom and pop you know small dentists family-run plumbers and uh, duck cleaners and roofers, they are your ideal neighbor, right? And they're hardworking. They support a local cause. They're not out to, you know, they're, they're in it for the right reasons, right? Yeah. They're so, yeah. You're supporting a local cause, a local business owner, which hires local people. And they are just trying to survive as well, right? Just like everyone else in this world. Um, so those are the typical clients that I want to help, right? Um, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Now that makes a great deal of sense. And, um, and, and so you offer a range of services. Um, so not just um, search engine maximization, but also our optimization, but also social media and other forms of support. Share with us like the whole suite of what you offer. Yeah, so it's a full-on package. It's a full-service offering of um, optimization and digital presence. Because in terms of digital assets, yes, you have a website. There's a lot of social media pages that you can actually own as well. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and all those other assets. Um, but it's also about like engaging with potential audience members and capturing them when they're in the process of searching you out or gathering some information that they may purchase your product or service within a couple months. So just being top of mind, being present when they're ready um, throughout that journey of that user, you know, buying journey, journey, right? Um, so what we do is we uh, write content for a lot of our clients. We um, offer a lot of social media posts. Um, it's all uh, earned media. So what we focus on is we stay away from paid because anyone could actually pay Facebook, pay Google, pay YouTube, 
to promote and do targeted ads, right? We stay away from ads. We really focus on the organic section where people tend to understand the difference between paid media versus earned media. And we focus on the earned part of it all, especially optimizing Google search, which is typically the earned organic natural listings. Nice. No, that's great. And now you're also expanding geographically uh, outside of Canada. So share about the expansion plans. And Yeah, so it's been fun so far. It's been a lot of work. Um, so the last couple of years, we've been slowly pivoting. And, um, you know, it, it's like we, we get Canada. We, I have grew up here, but U.S. is 10 times the size and the currency is a lot higher as well as there's countries like the UK, Australia, and we're all English, you know, speaking, right? So there's not many differences in terms of how Google operates. So why am I restricting myself? And if I can do it here, why not do it in different parts of the world? Um, So yes, the biggest challenge is, you know, with different countries comes the perception of the business owner. They want to support local as well right? They want to support their community, which that is the case for a lot of business owners. But there are some business owners that are okay with trying out a different uh, vendor in a different country, right? So it's all about just being present, being out there and market to the right people. Um, So it's fun. It's challenging. um, But it's also like an adventure, right? Like, you know, you don't take it you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You understand like there's a cost, there's a risk, um, but have fun with it. So don't take it too seriously and just enjoy the moment. So that's what I've been doing, embracing everything. And even with when I was expanding throughout Canada, it's all about like slow and steady wins the race. Um, And that's how I take business as well. Nice. Well, that's really great. just uh personally um uh, where would you like to see the business get to are there certain milestones you you have in mind honestly i'm still having a lot of fun right like yes i've been starting this business seven years the first couple years were a lot of work i probably should have made a lot of hires earlier i spent a lot of hours trying to learn things that i should probably didn't have any interest in and didn't need to learn if I hired the right people, mm. but I learned from it. So as a business owner, as long as you continually evolve and understand that it's a journey and not take it all too hard on yourself and don't give up, right? Like I have goals, I have my passion. I know what my strengths are and my vision is keep making an impact, making a difference one person at a time, right? Don't expect um, huge whirlwinds of success right off the bat. Um, and I'm very lucky. I'm fortunate to be living in Canada or Western society where there's no violence or war, right? Or being fortunate and grateful for what you have, taking a step back and, you know, just slow down a little bit because this world we're living in is so fast paced that we don't need to live at this pace to be successful. And what does success really mean for a lot of people anyways? Is it a nice car, a nice shirt, a nice home? But for what reason? Like, you know, I, I would rather make a bigger impact by helping others, right? Um, 
seeing them be successful, making an impact of, you know, mentoring other people. Like the reason we're doing this podcast is really to share a journey, right? Like Absolutely. it's all about having fun with it and don't, you know, take it too serious. Life is, you know, just like I have a young child, I understand like what he's going through. Um, but I want to also experience it through his eyes, right? Fine, play. Don't, don't expect him to grow up so quickly. Slow things down, right? Like let him experience life, make mistakes, let him evolve. But it's so fun watching him learn and ask the questions and discover because that's the joy of life. That's great. Uh, so well said, John. Thank you for that. Um, do you still have the travel bug? I mean, nowadays we're not able to, but uh, I imagine uh, you've had a chance to, to travel various parts. Well, you mentioned, have you vis visited um, um, uh, Vietnam? Yeah, so two years ago, um, I brought my mom actually back oh, to that's, Vietnam. That's very nice. So it was a, a great experience um, where you know, she showed me where she had her business, her home. We still had relatives there, so we visited them. So it was great for my mom to like catch up with people, right? Exactly. Um, but for me, it's just experience like how things were or maybe weren't, right? Because things kind of changed a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> since the last time she came back, mm -hmm. uh, was back. So for me, it was just great to see how things were or could have been if I were to be living there still. Yeah. Um, and seeing it with my mom made the world of a difference, right? So I, I loved it. Um, I brought my team actually uh, with me and it was fun. So I, I, you know, for me, I'm all about experiences and relationships and building it on a business and personal level. That's really great. And how big is your team? How many employees do you have? Um, so we have, you know, 20 plus full-time staff and wow. it's a lot of fun uh, watching them grow as humans as well. Yeah. Um, yes, they are younger than me, um, but watching them, asking questions, being involved, being curious, that's what I'm trying to, as a leader, um, you know, that's how I learned, right? And I want to support them along the way. And if they have different directions and different goals, like it's okay, people change careers. It's yeah. just supporting them and being there when things you know, are tougher. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, that's really fantastic. Well, uh, John, this has been such a great conversation. Um, you know, you really represent um, just the entrepreneurial spirit of, um, you know, overcoming odds and, and being uh, just your thoughtfulness and sort of focusing on people um, is really touching. And um, it just, you know, it comes through as you've been speaking that you genuinely care about your clients and wanting them to be successful. And that's for long term, that's what's going to bode for, for your success, um, for sure. No, like, I'm just trying to, um, you know, get the word out there that SEO or just humans, right, go out there, connect with people, uh, build great relationships, not just business. Don't just think of it as a product or service, right? Mm. Go the extra mile to figure out if this is someone or an agency or a company that you actually want to support long-term. And as much as everyone lives in a community, right? I support my local restaurant, pizza shop, my local, you know, tailor, my restaurant, you know, just grocery store, butchers, because they're humans. 
they support the local economy and you need to also do the same thing, right? We are in this together and especially now more than ever, like throughout this pandemic, they need your support, right? And this is what life is all about. We take care of each other and together we're better off than individuals, right? Trying to do it for your own self-serving purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah, so well said. Um, well, John, thank you so much again. Really appreciate your time. Wish you lots of success uh, with your business. And uh, yeah, man, just congratulations on all you've accomplished. It's been really great. Well, I, I haven't accomplished much. I'm just enjoying this journey, right? So for me, it's like, you know, success, what does it really mean? I think it's impacting one person at a time. So hopefully I'm able to impact some of your audience members to take action to reach out if you need help and if you do want to uh, connect with me feel free to reach me on linkedin and you can find me i'm the founder of local seo search sounds great excellent thank you so much again john thank you Steve.